0: Welcome to NextCast, a podcast about teaching and learning at Humber College. I'm Nathan Whitlock, an editor at Humber Press. On NextCast, we talk to some of the faculty and staff who are leading innovation at Humber, both inside and outside the classroom. In this episode, we talk to Laura Page, a new member of the teaching and learning support team, about the importance of critical thinking. Welcome to NextCast, Laura.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, thank you for being here. I'm thrilled. We're going to be talking about critical thinking, which you've done a lot of thinking about. But first, I just sort of want to get a sense of what it is you do here at Humber, what you're doing with the uh, teaching and learning support team.
1: So my role right now is I'm a teaching and learning specialist within teaching and learning support at Humber College. I started off teaching psychology for Guelph-Humber, and I've been teaching in the psychology stream for many years now. And I always love working with students, but I always had my eye on a role with teaching and learning support because I love talking to faculty members who are interested in improving their practice.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, you're currently sort of st- filling in for the great Katie Billard.
1: Yes, she's who's away. <laughs> she's away with her lovely little baby girl mm-hmm. right
0: now. And we've had Katie on this podcast before, and we hope she's doing really well. And hope, yes. she's, hope she's hearing this. <laughs> Uh, And one of the areas you've been focusing on, your career so far has been focused on psychology, but in terms of this role, a lot of what you've been focused on is this idea of critical thinking, which is becoming more and more important, not just at Humber, but at all post-secondary educational uh, institutions and probably all educational institutions. Why is that concept so important?
1: Well, when I thought about this to prepare for the podcast, there are so many different things that came to mind. Critical thinking is something that... All of us agree is really important in this knowledge-based economy no matter what field our students go into they're going to be working with ideas they're going to have to figure out which ideas have merit which have less merit and there's kind of two categories um, I look at to explain why critical thinking is important so the first category is that it's really important to employers so the World Economic Forum recently rated critical thinking as the second most important skill they're looking for Uh, I believe it's second only to complex problem solving, which is extremely important in today's world. So employers far and wide are looking for critical thinking skills. So our job as building career ready citizens, we have to do everything we can at Humber College to take advantage of every opportunity we have to build those skills in our students. So there's kind of the career angle, but the second angle that's really important too, of course, is that we want our students to do well in life. We want them to make good decisions. We want them to not believe the wrong sources of information or sources that aren't backed by good facts and evidence. Um, We want them to be able to construct meaningful arguments to stand up for what they believe in because that's going to be really, really important as they move forward.
0: Something I often Mm -hmm. discuss with my students is that idea of, you know, what skills they need as they're going, especially if they're going into a work placement situation. And very often they're thinking of it very literally or transactionally in terms of like, well, do I need to know all the Adobe suite right. you know, <laughs> uh, programs? Do I need to know how to type really fast?
1: Yeah. And I'm
0: always saying, you know, the, the actual thing you need to be able to do. I mean, you need be, it's good to know all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. good to have hard skills. But the actual thing you need to know is to be able to think your way through a situation and, and mm-hmm. read a room, read a person, understand the context of that you're working within.
1: It's really, really important to think about what you want your students to develop that kind of goes alongside of the curriculum. And I think one of your really important points there is it speaks to the idea of transfer. So we learn something in the classroom and then we hope that students can take that skill and transfer it into the real world. With critical thinking, it's a hard skill. It's really difficult to do that transfer of knowledge, So we want to try to be as explicit as possible in the classroom. So if you have a good idea about a skill that a student just demonstrated, for example, you could show them a real-world example of how you could say, that was a good point, here's how you might use it in the real world. So I think as teachers we can never really take for granted that students will figure out how to apply what we teach them. So that application piece is really important with critical thinking skills. You're
0: very knowledgeable about this this area, and you've done a lot of research into uh, critical thinking and its importance. Can you talk a little bit about that research?
1: During my PhD work at OISE, which is the Ontario Institute for Studies in Education of the University of Toronto, I was lucky enough to be part of a wonderful research group headed by Dr. Keith Stanovich, who is a leading thinker in, in um, Canada and the US on critical thinking and rationality. So kind of the model that we worked on during, during that time of my research was the extent to which human beings are rational. We really want to know, do human beings do the right thing in life? <laughs> so do we act to bring about our goals in light of our beliefs? So let's say, for example, your goal is to make money. Do you buy stocks low and then sell them high? That's what you should do. That's the rational approach, but we know that people don't always do that. So we kind of teased apart the issue of critical thinking by trying to solve the problem of who is rational, who makes rational choices. So the first question is, is it people who are really smart? Is it maybe IQ? Does IQ measure part of who makes good rational decisions? And what we found in our research is that IQ explains a part of the variance but not all of it. We all know really smart people who don't always make the best choices in life or really smart people, for example, who are flailing around trying to decide what to do because there's another piece that explains unique variance in that area, and that's critical thinking dispositions. So what do we choose to do with the amount of intelligence that we have? So IQ is really just the horsepower in the tank, you know, the strength of the computer, memory, mathematical ability, things like that. Critical thinking skills are what you actually choose to do with the abilities that you have. And those skills can be taught and worked with in the classroom.
0: Yeah, that's really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, that when you mentioned, you know, smart people who flail around and don't know <laughs> what they're doing, I felt a little bit targeted there, but okay. We all do. Okay. We all do, Nathan. I feel a little shamed. We
1: are all in the same boat. <laughs> um, but that speaks to the a wider issue is that Um, it's going to be really difficult for our students when they're trying to decide what career path to follow. It's a very complex world out there. And one of the problems with that is that there's just a wealth of information. So one of the things we really want to focus on with critical thinking development is how to weigh what to believe in our society and the the source of information.
0: You know, can you really teach those skills? Can you really teach critical thinking in a classroom setting? I mean, or is it more something that just... The environment needs to encourage or you need to be born with or you know is there is there a way to actually go into a class and come out of it with mm-hmm. stronger critical thinking skills?
1: That's such an important question and I would love to have larger conversations about this. What I would try to add to the conversation is I would address exactly your point about is it something you're born with and I would say absolutely not. We know that regardless of the amount of horsepower in the tank or cognitive capacity, which is sometimes what cognitive psychologists refer to intelligence as, you have a certain amount of intelligence, regardless of that, you can develop critical thinking skills that will then help you to make better decisions in life. And one of the things that's important to remember is that critical thinking is hard. It is not something that our evolutionary brains are meant to do. If you think about our ancestral history, if you saw a lion approaching you and your family, you wouldn't say, no, I'm going to stand here and think about the likelihood that that's a lion, or maybe I'm misperceiving it and it's something else. You would probably just see it, see the schema of a lion, large beast, equals scary, and you'd run away. (laughs) Our brains are not necessarily hardwired for this deep, difficult, controlled thinking. So because of that, we need to practice it. Hard things take time, and our students need to believe or need to be confronted with that notion that good things come with time. So they need opportunities to push through the discomfort of, you know, I don't get this yet. This is so hard. I want to give up. And they need to push through that and be kind of taken out of autopilot. So when we lecture to our students in class, they're often just on autopilot. They're receiving the information tacitly. They're writing it down if they are engaged. But try to think of anything you can do to just jolt them out of that autopilot. Throw a problem at them that, that has to engage a more um, richer set of problem-solving skills. So because we don't have a lot of clear answers on how to teach critical thinking, one thing we can do is immerse students in those skills. Have them spend time around critical thinking skills in the classroom. So what would that kind of look like? Um, it would look like giving students explicit examples of how they would use the thinking styles that they've developed in class in the real world. Um, It would would look like asking students to judge the validity of a source of information or even choosing what sort of method to use to learn a new skill. Is the grading in the class built to support the many steps that it takes to get to a good decision in the end? But what we can do in the classroom when we have them on a day-to-day basis is help them push through the discomfort of not getting something right away. So a lot of people have the belief that really smart students get things, say within 10 minutes. If you're not gonna solve it within 10 minutes, you're probably not gonna solve it. But really good critical thinkers who can engage with different points of view, take their time and think through problems. So we have to kind of lift the curtain on that. We have to show them that even the really smart students have to work hard to get to the answer.
0: Well, thank you very much. I feel like we've pulled back the curtain on some Yay! critical thinking. <laughs> We're smart people. We didn't do a lot of flailing around, but we, we got there. Uh, thank you so much for talking about this with us.
1: Oh, it was great to be here. I think a certain amount of flailing in our society is going to happen, and if students just keep an open mind, consider new perspectives, and talk to lots of people about all the options out there, they'll definitely find their way.
0: Well, here's to flailing. Thank you yes! again. Yes,
1: cheers. <laughs> thank you so much.
0: NextCast is produced by Kristen Valois for Humber Press. To listen to previous episodes of NextCast and to read issues of Next Magazine, go to HumberPress.com. You can also find free, downloadable transcripts of every NextCast episode at HumberPress.com. To suggest stories for future episodes of NextCast or to just let us know what you think, email HumberPress at Humber.ca. That's HumberPress, all one word, at Humber.ca. Thanks, and see you next time. That is still not a pun.